podcast where we talk about all things related to running and really great food. Hello and welcome to the Up and Running podcast. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. This is episode number 33 of the show. For this episode, I want to highlight a really great place to run in the city of Denver, Colorado. I recently traveled to Denver for a work trip, and while there, I ran at City Park. My original intent was to meet up with a local run club called the Denver City Park Running Club. I found them on Meetup, and I was looking forward to running with them, logging some miles and experiencing a brand new spot for me to run in. Unfortunately, my workday ran long, and I wasn't able to make the 6.30pm meetup time, and I just missed the group run. I did, however, run on my own at City Park, and in the process, I really discovered a great place to run in the city of Denver. So let me tell you about City Park. City Park is made up of 330 acres of open green space. It features lakeside trails, a golf course, and is home to the Denver Zoo and the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. The park has two lakes that have paths that you can run on and take in the view. The park was designed in 1882, so you get a real feel of old and new at the same time. I really enjoy history myself and old architecture, so I loved this run because I felt like I was running through history at times. The main gates on York Street are made of solid granite, and they rise easily to a towering height of about 20 feet or so. So they're big, you know, they really take you back to these old old mansions where you see granite used in their construction and that's definitely what these gates are. The park itself has inner trails that meander throughout and the park perimeter trail is a combination of concrete, sidewalk, and gravel and it's just over three miles. Just beyond the park are the trendy city park neighborhoods. There are small trendy cafes, beautiful craftsman style homes, And here, living in Southern California, I'm used to seeing craftsman homes, and you see beautiful examples of them in old downtown Orange, the city of Claremont, Upland, and Redlands, California. But these that I saw in Denver are unique in that most of them are two-story, unlike many of the ranch-style craftsman homes we see in Southern California. My run that evening was a six-mile run. And it started at the parking lot of the Museum of Nature and Science. So when you're there, when you're checking it out, know that parking is free in that lot and also just outside that lot, which is near the soccer fields. I ran the perimeter of the park and along the way I ventured into the nearby neighborhood along 21st Street where I came across, again, these beautifully restored historical homes And then I ran all the way to where Franklin Street runs into Presbyterian St. Luke's Hospital. And at that point, I turned around and I continued to run the perimeter of the park. So I'm just giving you a flavor of what you can do when you're there. Run the perimeter, meander throughout some of the inner trails and also go into the nearby neighborhoods. And it breaks the run up. I started my run at 7 o'clock at night. 
and I was done just before 8 o'clock. When I started, there were quite a few runners out and on the soccer fields as well. And I ended my run, you know, at night it was dark, but I did still feel safe throughout my run. Now, as I always do, I recommend running with others when you're able to, and it's always safer than running on your own when you're in a new city. So definitely, you know, look to find a group to run with like I did. Um, You can find this group, which was the Denver City Park Running Club. And next time I'm in town, I'm really looking forward to joining them on a run. They are following COVID-19 safety protocols on their weekly runs. And they ask that participants RSVP online on meetup.com. One of the really nice things I like is that every week I get a reminder and it tells me, you know, number one, it invites me to come out and run with them. And number two, it tells me how many people have signed up currently to go out on the group run. So that's always kind of cool to see, you know, are there eight people, 12 people, how many people are going to be out there. So the next time you're in Denver, go run at City Park in Denver and drop me a direct message. Let me know what you think about it. I've been riding my assault bike a lot more lately because for the time being, I have a calf strain injury in my right leg. So this injury developed after my run at City Park. I think I just took on a bit too much after a long couple days of travel by plane and a lot of driving. And right around the fifth mile of my run, I felt some slight tightness in my right calf. I was able to continue the run without much issue overall, but on my Saturday run following this run, I felt my calf start to really tighten up. After that, I rested my leg for a week by not running at all. My leg had started feeling better, so I decided to run at it again and did a five-mile run, and during that run, I really felt my calf tighten up. At this point, I've decided to give my leg some real rest and take four weeks off of running altogether. This brings me to what I'm doing in the meantime, which is the assault bike, and I'm also doing some weightlifting. I bought an assault bike a few months back because I had a foot injury that came on when I was increasing my running mileage. I'd gotten up to 10 miles at that point, and I was running five days a week. I ended up with tendonitis in the top of my foot, and it persisted for about a month. So what I did is I iced it every day, and I took about two weeks off of running, and this worked. I was able to finally recover, and at this point, during that injury, I got the assault bike. So I'd have something that would push me the way running does, would keep me in a good cardio shape, And so I wouldn't lose my fitness and also just keep up an exercise regimen at home. So this week so far, I've done four week workouts on the bike. I go for 45 minutes and then the last five minutes I go hard for one minute on and then off a minute and then back on another minute. And I cycle through that over the last five minutes and it's been a really, really great workout. Um, Honestly, the assault bike is pretty killer. In terms of how I feel when I'm done, I think it's harder than running, actually. Uh, My arms are certainly sore when I'm done. And I like it, but at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is going to hurt. And that's just because I'm not in in shape for the assault bike. Um, But, you know, when something hurts like that in a good way, you know it's good because it's pushing you. So I'm going to continue using the assault bike these next few weeks until I fully get my uh, calf strain to heal. And then I can start running again. Um, I already do notice improvement. So that's a good sign. 
And, um, you know, if I keep talking about an assault bike, but some of you might be saying, what is that? So it's basically a stationary bike, but every time you pedal it, the arms move as well. So it's kind of like you're never sitting still when you're riding it. You're pedaling and your arms are moving forward almost in like a punching motion. So that's that's why your arms get a really good workout at the same time. You know, I've had a few injuries over the years, mostly due to increasing my mileage and also because I'm not real good at cross training and strengthening surrounding muscle groups that support my running. My goal the rest of the year, once I get back to running, is in addition to running, I want to stay consistent with lifting, work on strengthening my core, and doing more calf raises to strengthen my calves and prevent future calf strains. And I also want to get out and do some hiking because I know that that is really good for uh, strengthening my glutes. And uh, I've seen benefit doing that in the past. Um, So if you've ever been on an assault bike, if you've never tried one, go check one out at your local fitness equipment store. You really do get a great workout in it. And it is really nice to have a backup like that if you happen to have a temporary injury from running. That's crazy good. And now I get to talk about something everybody loves, and that's really great food. So I want to talk about an amazing place for you to grab some food, and it is called Porto's Cafe and Bakery. So if you haven't yet been to one of Porto's five locations in Southern California, you are missing out. Porto's is best known for its delicious baked pastries and cakes. Their cheese balls are crazy good, and their cakes are amazingly tasty. You might not know that they also serve other food items that are perfect for breakfast and lunch. Let me share with you what I recently had for lunch from Porto's. Porto serves traditional Cuban food. A dish I especially love is their lechon plate, or their plato de lechon is what it's called. And what it is, it's their slow roasted pork. This meal comes with a generous portion of pork, black beans, and rice, and platano frito. Those are fried plantains. So if you've never had those, you gotta gotta have them. They're so good. They're one of my absolute favorite foods. So I've said it before, I'll say it again. This dish is crazy good. So I talked about plantains a minute ago. What those are, they're cooking bananas. And they're cooked before they're eaten. They're served hot and texture-wise, they're soft, they're sweet, they're absolutely delicious. Currently, due to COVID-19, Porto's locations are takeout only. But it's easy to call or place your order online and your food is brought out to your car when you're there. Other traditional Cuban eats that Porto serves is their Cuban sandwich and their ropa vieja. I've had their Cuban sandwich and it is really good. It features house-made slow roasted pork, sweet roasted ham, Swiss cheese, pickles, and Cuban dressing, mustard, mayonnaise, and house seasonings. It's served on a Cuban roll and it's pressed. So the actual bun is pressed, like they put it in an actual hot press and squeeze it. 
Their ropa vieja is a traditional Cuban meal, and it's Cuban-styled stewed beef. It features bell pepper, onion, olive, tomato sauce, and Spanish seasonings, served with steamed jasmine rice, Cuban-style black beans, and madras, which are sweet fried plantains. Now let's talk about their pastries and their cakes. So if you've already been to to uh, Porto's, then you you know about their cakes. But some of you have never heard about them, so I'm going to share them now. So you cannot talk about Porto's and not talk about their their cheese rolls. So these are traditional puff pastries made with European style butter and Porto's signature cream cheese filling and they're topped with sugar. I love these. I love these, they're great to have them with coffee or tea, and it's simply a blissful experience. You can't have just one either, so they make it easy. You can pick up a dozen of these, or you know, like me, get two dozen. And an an item that I must try when I'm there next time is called their refugiado, and it's a guava and cheese strudel. So it's puff pastry with their signature cream cheese filled with guava jam. And I like guava, so I will definitely try these next time. Let's talk about their cakes. Their cakes are something on their own. They're, they're, you know, some people go there just for their cakes. So let's start by talking about their milk and berries cake. This cake is an eight inch cake. It's made up of sponge cake, heavily soaked with Rosa Porto's original Tres Leches, which is condensed milk, evaporated milk, cream, and a touch of brandy, layered with whipped cream and a blend of blueberry, strawberry, and blackberries. And it's all finished with whipped cream, fresh berries, and powdered sugar. Whoa, man, that cake is, knock your socks off. It's, it's just amazing. It's a great, delicious cake. So let's talk about carrot cake. For those of you who are carrot cake fans, Porto's makes an amazing nine inch carrot cake. This cake features pecan and pineapple layered with Porto's signature cream cheese icing and it's topped with toasted pecans. Yum. For you chocolate lovers, they make a nine inch, what they call Parisian chocolate cake. This cake features moist chocolate and is layered with Porto's signature whipped chocolate ganache and finished with dark chocolate ganache. Now these aren't the only cakes they have. They also have a mango mousse, a red velvet cake, a tiramisu cake, chocolate raspberry cake, and a New York cheesecake. All of their cakes, except for the milk and berries cake, are nine inches. So now you're saying, where are these places I need to go? So there are five Porto's locations for you to visit in Southern California. They are in Glendale, Burbank, Downey, West Covina, and Buena Park. So stop by one, DM me, let me know what you tried, because there's a lot of stuff I still haven't had a chance to try yet. So you might come upon something and say, you've got to try this, Paul. So tell me about it, because I'd love to talk about it. So there you have it. We talked about on this episode a really great place to run in the city of Denver, Colorado, and that is City Park. 
So check that out next time you're traveling through and you have time to do a run. And then we also just talked about Porto's Cafe and Bakery, an amazing place for you to try some cakes, some pastries, and their lunch and breakfast items. And now a short musical interlude I produce called The Zone. your one-stop shop for great tasting and healthy food. Acai bowls, fresh pressed juices, and coffee are all on the menu. Some of the new items on the menu are avocado toast, chutney avocado toast, and their Anaheim bowl. This is a build-your-own oatmeal bowl. You get your choice of three toppings on this one. Stop in today or after your next run with Anaheim Hills Run Crew. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, episode 33 of the Up and Running Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. We talked about a great place to run, City Park in Denver, Colorado, and another great place to dine, and that is Porto's Cafe and Bakery. Send me a DM on my Instagram. You can find me at runwithpaul, that's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L on Instagram. Drop me a note. Let me know about that special place that you love to go eat all the time. Tell me what it is. I'd love to feature it here. And as always, enjoy your next run. <laughs>